1: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoted for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
0: Actor, more of someone who'd strum the guitar and uh, enthrall all, all the audiences. I mean, we were definitely scared of the ball that he was bowling.
1: But there's so much we can talk to as we welcome Brett Lee and Timmy Kyle. Thanks for joining us on TSB. Hey guys, good to be here. ladies and gentlemen. It's, it's great to see you here. Uh, you're in town, first of all, in regards to the better breathing in sport, which has been developed to provide a new level of comfort in some intense sporting moments. Talk, talk to us about exactly what is better breathing sport?
2: Well, it's a device that will open up your airways and your lungs, so it improves your lung capacity. Um, you don't have to be an athlete to use the device. The greatest thing, uh, and how I've known Timmy for couple of decades now my mother actually uh, went through some bad dose of bronchitis was struggling he sent her down a device and um, fixed her up in three days so I thought I want to be a part of this journey I'm using it we're over in India I was playing over there in a couple of tournaments only last week and uh, before I went out on the pitch I was using it and actually just makes you feel so much better so great to be involved with them.
3: I might actually need it now um, (laughs) because we just played table tennis um so uh no <laughs> to be honest guys 20 years we've known each other when it comes to health and comes to grassroots educational programs in australia quite globally um we do a lot of stuff together but with this device it helps um now i'm retired just to warm up before before i play it helps me with my sleep before i go to bed um, recovery
1: times, things like that. And also it improves health, which is the most important thing. You know, on, on that, this sounds like an, an incredible device. If you're using that when you play table tennis, it, it reminds me of a story I, I want to clear up. There's a rumour that's going around that uh, for many, uh, quite quite in the, the media circles back home, uh, you were staying at the house of an Australian broadcaster called Alan Jones. And uh, he and he woke... Uh, I can see Tim's reaction here. And you woke, you woke him up at two in the morning because you were... Still playing tennis because the two of you were so competitive, you had to keep going. Is that true? In yeah, in, true the in the rain. In the rain. It
2: was actually sleet. It almost, uh, almost snow. And AJ was like, "Guys, go to bed, would you?" <laughs> um, but we're up. Yeah, you know, we are so competitive. Whether, whether it's um, you know having a kick with a you know the soccer ball, having a game of cricket, having a game of table tennis, literally 10, 15 minutes ago, we both want to um, both want to win and get one up on each other
3: yeah definitely and when it was it was raining and literally AJ was calling us inside and we wouldn't go inside like kids I, and I'll probably be one of the only guys that's broken one of AJ's tennis rackets as well so that can go on record as well <laughs>
0: <laughs> this, is, this is a fantastic story now you know back back to the breathing device uh, you know because I, I know for a fact that Kitsch will pull out stories after stories like a magician pulls out a rabbit but about the device how does it technically work you know if I have to probably get into the science of it
2: Look, the, the greatest thing about this, and for those that can actually um, obviously see online and I'll, or, I'll try to, you know, articulate so you can listen in and explain what's going to happen. Most breathing devices that you use, you have to plug it in somewhere. They're big, they're bulky, and you actually take the breath in. This device you actually breathe out. And it's a very, very simple little ball bearing that goes in the top, sits in the top. And all you want to do with a ball bearing is get the ball bearing to move. Once that rattles, once that vibrates, that goes down into your lungs, goes down into your bones, literally clears all your chest, gets rid of all the mucus. So you don't need any – you don't have to plug it in. You can reuse it over and over and over again. You're not breathing any harmful chemicals or steroids. You breathe out, opens up your lungs, opens up your airways, and you just feel so much better. Like you literally, after using it for a week or so, it's it's a whole new quality of life.
3: But it's also – imagine like, right, you guys work out – And you might wake up. You think I'm going to, like, you know, just get fit. So I'm just going to go outside and run. But before you run, you don't warm up, and then you get that feeling where your chest is heavy, or if it's cold, it's 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 sore. This sort of like just opens the airways and allows it to expand. Um, There's different devices with different sizes. So the kid kids one has a smaller ball bearing, so it's easier for it to flutter Mm. as you breathe into it. Um, And for the sports device, obviously the ball bearing's bigger, so it's it's challenging. So these sort of elements, uh, you do it in the morning, uh, basically three to five minutes, and you do it before you sleep, you do it before you exercise. But also, it helps you with controlling your breathing. It helps Mm -hmm. you relax. It also helps with recovery. It helps you with sleep. So, look, we've played for 20 years. um, And if it improves us as athletes and even retired um, and improves health, then there's – Look, this is a device that's sold over half a million already. Wow. Um, It's not something that's new. This is just something where we're educating the public mm. and we're taking the sports device to another level, the children's device, uh, better breathing. And I suppose everything comes with education. So Binger was in India last week launching it. Uh, We're here in Dubai. It was great to go and visit some radio stations, talk with you guys, meet um, the people here in Dubai. And, um, you know, slowly spread the message of, of, of what it's doing for us as athletes and also families at home.
0: No, de- definitely. You know, I mean, technology in sports has taken a sports career from what it used to be to what it potentially could be, uh, with, with the load increasing literally with every, uh, you know, series added up with every franchise league that's coming up, uh, small things as far as technology is concerned, uh, you know, it, enhances the lifetime of a player in his career. Uh, is there, is there anything specific that, you know, you look back at your career and say that maybe this was a point where if we had enough support, uh, things could have been better injury-wise or performance-wise?
2: Yeah, well, look, I think, and, and Timmy articulated beautifully, as as athletes, um, and, you know, we're, we we still kick a ball around, we still play cricket. I was literally playing a couple of competitions last week back in India. You, you just want to be the best that you possibly can. You challenge hmm. yourself. Um You know, I I was never one to walk onto the field without giving 100%. I left everything out in the field. And there were times when, of course, you lose a game of match. You know, you you lose a game of of, of cricket, you lose a match. But as long as you've done your best and the way that you prepare. So for me, I was always trying new things to bowl 160Ks because I knew that was like running the four-minute mile. I had to be the quickest runner in the team. I had to be the fittest in the team. I look back and literally, if I had this 20 years ago, I reckon that my lung capacity would have increased because when you first use it, the simple way to test yourself is you breathe out. And how how long can you breathe out for? It might be three, five, six, seven seconds. After a couple of weeks, you can get about a 20-second breath pushed out. Mm-hmm. So you know that when you're running in. As a bowler, I'm covering anywhere from 17 to 18 kilometres per day. So I'm almost doing a mini marathon every single day. Every kilogram you carry counts, every single time that you breathe in, your hydration, your rest, your recovery, that's all what makes you the athlete. So it's all about putting back in.
3: That's- I, I agree. Cause to echo that, look, I'll give you an example on that. As a player, I played till I was 39. My last 10 years of my career, I had my own physio that traveled with me everywhere, you know, and I'm talking China, New York, America, mm-hmm. um, sorry, uh, India as well in the back end of my career playing four world cups. It doesn't happen by luck to play till you're 39, 22 years. doesn't happen by luck. So when it comes to high performance i was on the machines where you put a mask on right. uh, at everton mm. and sitting on it 40 minutes before training just breathing there breathing getting a massage whatever taking in altitude and then after training so i was going in the altitude rooms on the bikes but to mm. run 11 and a half k's 13 k's a game that doesn't come because you're fit it comes because you're doing everything and anything so I'll be honest with you, I'm very competitive and literally really. these, yeah, these sort of things to me, doesn't matter whether I'm retired. Like we're playing table tennis, right? But we're going straight away now to play table tennis and tonight I'm forcing them to play paddle.
1: Um, well, because paddle tennis is great. That's what
3: we do yeah. at 42 years old, you know what I mean, is keep active and keep fit.
1: Well, it's almost a scary uh, thought there, Brett, that if you had have had this for your career, because, you know, one of the great things about your career as a fast bowler is you were able to consistently bowl at that speed uh, for so many years. You know, we often joke here in the studios that Sh- 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 Bakhtar was fast for about five minutes and then he was off, you know, and you kept going fast for just years and years and years. And, years. and you know, what, why do you think you were able to just remain, what were you doing compared to other fast bowlers to be able to maintain at such a high level for so long?
2: I had to go down. I know this sounds like a cliche, but I had to go down a road that hadn't been travelled down before. So the way I trained, um, a lot of fast bowlers, they, they, you know, the coaches will get them in the gym. They'll bulk them up. That's the the quickest way to slow a bowler down, in my opinion. To me, it was about being a sprinter. So if I want to teach a young boy or girl how to bowl fast, I'll take the cricket ball out of their hand. I'll work on their sprint technique. I'll get them running down hills as as a. As a um, a different technique to speed up and actually train your brain to think you're running quicker because you have to run downhill. Obviously, you will run quicker. So then, when you get out to the field, you're a much better shape. I also, to you know, for for me to hit 150 k's, I was redlining. That was 100% to get to 150 k's. So I had to train smarter. My run up was around about. Well, it started probably waist long, about 45 meters. <laughs> I sharp, I took. I shaved about a meter off every single year, but. Got down to, say, 30 metres was my run-up. So after I'd bowl in training, I'd go mark a run-up for 40 metres and run in at 100%. So do 100% sprints times 20. And then when I get out to the game, I'm doing 10 metres less and running in at 90%. So I would hit 150Ks at 90%. So when I wanted that extra little bit of kick to get to that 155 or 160 or 161 where I was lucky to do it a few times... That's what's
1: that's what's in the tank. I think I need a better breathing sport. Just listening to that, think... <laughs> I'm tired. Just I'm out of breath. Just listening to that, guys. But look, as a sports fan, I mean, the next couple the right of right people, yeah, <laughs> and well, the next couple of months. I mean, how amazing is this for sports fans? We've got two massive World Cups coming up. Uh, the, the 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 World Cup in Qatar, which uh, Timmy, we know you've been in Qatar doing some work. The first one's going to be the Cricket World Cup. Um, Brett, at this stage, who do you see is the, are the, the favourites going into this tournament?
2: Well, mate, as as you being an Aussie as well, it's going to be hard to back against Australia. Uh, I'm very patriotic. I'm very proud of of Australia. But they're really starting to sort of hit their straps at the moment. Um, Defending champions, playing on their or our home soil. Um, The wickets will be conducive to fast bowling, which suits our attack. I think it suits our batting top four or five Probably the, the other two teams I've earmarked are India and Pakistan. I think India have had a huge loss, unfortunately, with mm-hmm. no Jasper Bumrah out with a back injury. That's a huge loss for India. Um, but they've still got the guys that can do it. Um, you know, bowling at the death to bowl those perfect yorkers. And in terms of Pakistan, Babar Azam. If Babar Azam can can get off to a flyer, score some runs, possibly the best cover drive in world cricket, Pakistan can definitely you know definitely give it a red hot crack too.
0: Well, that's a very interesting insight uh, over there. Now, you know, we're talking about T20 cricket. Timmy, will come to you with that question about uh, your favourites in the World Cup. But Brett, with T20 cricket these days, you know, the, these lads can literally hit all around the park. 360 has become the norm. You bowl them your Yorker, they'll hit between legs. You bowl them a short delivery, they'll ramp it up. Where does the fast bowler bowl to batters in T20 cricket?
2: First of all, there's a lot of praying before I leave my room. And I, say that, uh, I, I have a theory that when I play T20 cricket, because look, let's let's be honest, it's a batsman's game. It We're is. there just to make the batsman look good. That's the way I'll sum up the conditions. But uh, I always have a saying that you get the ego, you put it into the safe, you punch in your passcode, leave the ego at the hotel, because you're going to get hit for sixes. It's part of the game. You're going to get hit for fours. I don't mind getting hit for four or six off my terms. If I miss my length, if I don't bowl the correct ball, if I doubt myself and don't follow through with delivering that perfect ball and get hit for six off their length, well, that's a different story.
1: And, and they're looking at the the World Cup that's coming in Qatar. Timmy, I've got tickets to see the Socceroos. I'm going over there. I, I, I'm excited. Um, how do you think our, our boys, our Australians, are going to go? We've got uh, France, Tunisia, and then Denmark. Where, where can you see us getting enough points to get through to the next round?
3: Look, listen, this is going to be the biggest show on earth. It's around the corner for you guys. It's amazing for the region. First of its kind in the Middle East. Uh, it, it, it truly will be remarkable. Um Look, I'm lucky. I'm the chief sports officer of Aspire Academy. It's a national curriculum of the country, which will host Qatar national team and also um, Australia. Yeah. So I'll be uh, running running on the ground with the Australian national team, high performance, you name it, um, state-of-the-art, everything from the dorms to where they sleep to working out to recovery at Aspatar. You know, it's a new team it's the fifth consecutive world cup for australia qualifying um and it's something for me that's really really important to impact the country impact um grassroots and also the women's world cup that's happening and it's going to be difficult you know when you play france uh you know retaining the title for them they'll they'll be defending it i think um we have to play for at least a draw you get a point um against france then against tunisia there is no draws someone has to win four points can get you through a group 2006 when i played we got through our group and we had the most magical time in Germany, but then say again, 2010, we got four points and we got knocked out. Yeah. So I think it'll come down to the first two games. Denmark will just be a formality, um, depending how the first game goes between France and Denmark as well, or whoever, how they play. But um. World Cups, it's there for everyone. It's going to be, it's truly remarkable. It's, um, it's exciting times.
1: And how are you going to feel? It's the first World Cup that doesn't feature Tim Cale since 2002. Uh, you know, how is it going to be seeing the boys run around there?
3: Bench. Yeah. <laughs> uh, listen, my,
1: my, my, my cup's full,
3: honestly. four World Cups, Asian Cups, Olympic Games, played all around the world. Um, it was an absolute pleasure. I think for me, the role that I play now as an executive is really important. Um, how I can help the team from a performance level from also on the ground making sure that it's seamless living in Qatar but to be honest with you it's a, it's a time for me to enjoy it you know I'm lucky enough my son's 19 I've got four kids he's been to Olympic Games all the World Cups with me he's seen it now he gets to sit next to me and watch the game together where normal World Cups you don't see nothing you, you basically are like robots so i'm excited because this is world cup's going to be unique 70 miles eight stadiums the whole world's going to be there you can watch up to two three games in a day teams are going to fly in unpack their suitcases not worry about nothing all they do is just rock up to the games one one home um mm-hmm. which i think is really unique another thing to mention is what it's doing for the region you know uae the tourism um having the connection seeing the development of sport here being here for the for, for the weekend now um and seeing how amazing everything's with around sport and also inspiring the next generation boys and girls you know I, I really really think it's a it's a massive impact on on the region and i think it's it's really really good that um you know sports being back in a big way uh in the middle east
0: no definitely you know uh the, the way it has worked for UAE, i can tell you one thing the rents have gone up <laughs> yeah, the hotel rooms are booked and the flight tickets have become expensive. <laughs> so that, that that's for sure. But but then hey, let let's put some markers. Three teams that you think uh, could probably have their hands on the on on the cup after by by the end of it.
3: Listen very quickly. We all know we say France, Brazil, Argentina. Obviously, you are throw Germany. But for an outsider, and because England's done so well in the Euros, yes, they're going through Apache. Uh, but they've got one of the biggest leagues in the world, which is seven hours away, seven hours on a plane, coming with Harry Kane scoring however many goals, Phil Foden, all these players, Grealish, you name them. um, They pick up to three teams. Hmm. They fly here, unpack their suitcases, six training sessions, and they're straight into it. It's seamless. And people say to me, oh, World Cup this time of the year? Well, it's amazing because i played four World Cups where I've already played 40 or 60 games. Hmm. I I have two weeks off. My body stops. We go away. We rest. And then we have to come back and do a mini preseason. Right. And you have to put your levels up again. So um I think we're talking about performance now. I think we're talking about the fans. I think we're connecting the world. And you look at UAE, Qatar. It's the, it's the hub of the world. It literally is. Fifteen hours to Australia, America. We say India. We say Europe, England. It's it's Africa. You know. So and I also think an African nation, Samuel Eto'o Cameroon. A uh, dear friend of mine, president of the Federation, mm-hmm. um, Africa's really making a big push. Senegal, these sorts of countries, Ghana. Um, so I'm excited. Hopefully the Asian nations can, can do us proud as well. But um, I'm going to go outside uh, England. Interesting. Oh. Ooh, that, that's uh, a very interesting. As an goal. Aussie, oh, that, that hurts a
1: little bit. <laughs>
3: <laughs> For an Aussie it's different we've got a world cup winner here i'm sitting with him like it's the number one number two sport football in australia is number four yeah let's just be realistic for football when we qualify for a world cup it's like winning a world cup yeah Mm -hmm. literally you got to understand the metrics on this it's it's so difficult to qualify for us in cricket this is like what they do it's uh, i wish one day we could get that to that level where we dominate forever and that's they they they've got a great player pathways they're doing a great job but um yeah just qualifying is amazing yeah, for but,
1: you know, cricket's obviously growing in the region uh a man here neil was there, there last night at the uh the trophy launch of the ilt20 uh you were there as well brett i mean what's that going to do for cricket in the region having a, a t20 leg here being played over over january and february
2: look it's going to be incredible um Promotion's you know the most important way to to get cricket out here and to get the boys and girls in the you know, schools playing it. The great thing too is that I found out last night that there'll be two local players in the eleven, which is fantastic. They have to have mandatory two local players or players that are, that are based here. So that's really going to educate and help these young young kids come through. Um, some of the best names will be coming over, and this is gonna grow and grow and grow. But you've just got to land in Dubai. Um, you know the way you treat treated. I mean, I get treated very, very well in India. I've been going there for 27 years, but this place over here as well, which I haven't spent a lot of time in the UAE, the hotels, the the food, the
1: scenery. Um, have you have, the you have you been to a brunch? It is incredible. Have you been to a brunch party here yet?
2: <laughs> well, the brunch party goes all day. That's the thing. It's uh, <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, it's it's an amazing place to come here. So, it, look, it's going to do it wonders. Playing cricket here, um, the football, you know, World Cup as well. We're, we're, I think we're in a pretty good place at the moment.
0: Yeah, you know what, uh, uh, Tim? You mentioned about India, and and you talk, you spoke about qualification. That if Australia qualifies for a football World Cup, it's almost like winning. India, you've played in the yeah. ISL. You know, you've had some experience playing with the lads over there. What are your thoughts about uh, the the boys in blue doing half of what they do in cricket?
3: I think it's important like to see the landscape of I- Indian football. I was there. Look, I was very lucky enough to play for Jumpshed Paul, uh, wow. and uh, great city, it was amazing. One of my mandates was to go grassroots, go to the local schools, help with development of the game, our academy. I still spend uh, a lot of time talking to McCool, the CEOs, people there now to support Indian football. They've got a great league but the key is the pathway you see there's a lot happening with the federation and there has to be grassroots and there has to be a methodology and a blueprint implemented you know it's funny enough i was speaking to Virat Kohli um uh, a month ago about this um about indian cricket about football and, mm-hmm. and what these athletes do is they're pioneers and to be a pioneer you have to be at the height of your game and they need to speak to the players they need to speak to the athlete i'm lucky that i'm an executive now I helped to run federations. I helped to run football clubs. I also helped to write and grassroots programs. And when you have the voice of a professional that's lived at the highest level and you've got the suits, you've got the CEOs, you've got all the executives, um, it's good for everyone to listen. Like Brett talks a lot about ego, and ego is very important. When you finish the game, we have to pretty much put that aside. Mm-hmm. We had our time. It's not just because we're great players. We're telling you to take a breathing device or to – this is how you to do a certain thing. What it is, it's an open, transparent conversation for the greater path of the game. And I think for India, if they can find that harmony and they can find the leadership, they have the population, oh, yeah. which is most important. They have the high performance and they have the league. So let's bring it together. And like you talk about cricket in UAE, you talk about Qatar. Um, Australia won the Asian Cup 2015. Qatar won it in 2019 with right. 300,000 population. Now, the metrics and the science behind that means there's been an investment in to the mm. pathway for Qatari athletes. So there's always gotta be data that provides some, some case studies. And that's what I do. You have to research. You cannot be an ex-professional footballer and say, change a game like this because I scored in four World Cups or I did this, or mm. Bingers won a World Cup. So I feel it's important, and listening to Virat, and I know he's from a different sport and what they're doing with cricket, I think even in the cricket sense, if they listen to some of the top athletes and the educated ones and, and share the journey, I think it'll be, um, the, the game has a lot of potential in India.
1: Well, we'd love to speak to you two for hours, but we know you've got a very important table tennis game to get back to uh, before you get to some more formalities uh, while you're here in Dubai. Uh, Brett Lee and Tim Cale. Well, that's it. The website is Better Breathing Sport. Uh, This is a way to get a sporting advantage to really improve uh, the overall sort of more so as as a warm-up. It's a warm-up exercise and part of a daily routine, isn't it? That's the best way to look at it.
2: Yeah, just imagine when you brush your teeth in the morning, you spend a couple of minutes brushing your teeth. This is a way just to chill you out, a way to open up your airways. Do it before you, you know, as soon as you hop out of bed, just before you go to bed, a really, really good way to relax yourself and sleep better as well.
3: And and also hit us up on um, Instagram, Better Breathing as well, and mine and Brett's, because we've got guys that will answer questions. Uh, The team are amazing. Literally send questions, uh, whatever you need, and we like to be interactive. We're 20 years together. Um, it's not something where we're part of everything that happens with inside this group. So the fans will do some live Instagram going forward, but this sort of communication feedback uh, is is always so important. So we appreciate your time, guys, for giving us the airtime as
1: well. No, no, thank you, Brett Lee and Tim Cale, two legends of their sport. Thank you for joining us on TSB. Thanks a lot.
2: Thanks, guys. Thank you so
1: much. So uh, that website, again, is Better Breathing Sport. And uh, it's great to speak to uh, two absolute legends of their sport and realize they're actually nice people as well. Sometimes you don't want to meet your legends.
0: See, that's the thing. You know, when, when you see them on the field, you see a different persona. And, and once they're off the field, it's a different character altogether. And that is what the real person is. Yesterday, Brett was there at that event which I was talking yeah, about, the yeah. ILT20 launch. And he came across as one of the nicest human beings that could be there. Talking about spinners, talking about fast bowlers. Simon, in fact, asked uh, Wasim about the fast bowlers and asked Brett about the spinners, that who are his two favorite spinners. And and he was like, he answered in a very simple way. And I love that answer. He didn't really pick players. He said, someone who can bowl three deliveries, the one that comes in, the one that goes out, and the straighter one. And that's a good spinner.
1: You're on TSB Talk Sport Business on Talk 100.3. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quinn's is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more.